Welcome to episode number 297 of Category 5 Technology TV. It's Tuesday, the 28th of May. The 28th of May. 2013. Hey, gang. How you doing? I'm Robbie Ferguson, your host. And I'm Eric Kidd. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what's coming up in the newsroom right now, right now. Next thing you know, your fantasy football team will be coming to Linux. Ooh. <laughs> and biting their thumb at all those who said QR codes are dead, Mercedes-Benz has found a way to use QR codes to save lives. Oh. Do you know your Facebook friends? Do you know who they are? Because they might be a criminal gang out to kidnap you. Seriously. An 18-year-old student, yes, has built a device that charges a dead cell phone in only 20 seconds. You should stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Boy, oh boy, that'd be spectacular. Which part? Being kidnapped or the, no. or the phone that but gets phone charged that in 20 charges seconds? In 20 seconds. Yeah. My Hi, I'll I call device. you back in 20 seconds. The phone's dying. Yeah. <laughs> One second. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Oh, if only I could charge me up that quickly. Wouldn't that be well, awesome? Hey, on tonight's show, we're going to be having some fun. We're going to be taking the no GNU. Fun. No fun at all. No. Sorry. I didn't realize that there was yes. a rule. No fun tonight. A GNU, a new, that's also known as a wildebeest. GNU, the GNU Image Manipulation okay. Program, the GIMP, is a free graphic editing software a la kind of like Photoshop or something like that. But we are going to show you tonight how to add digital depth of field to your photos to make them kind of pop out of the screen, pop out of your prints. You're going to love it. <laughs> Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com this is Category 5 Technology TV. want to say greets to everybody who's joining us in the chat room tonight. I see Brazil, JP, Jot, Archaeolus, uh, UL. <laughs> what? Hey, Jameson. Agamotto. Nice to yeah. see you. Hey, Jameson's there. Hey, yes. yes nice to indeed. see you. Indeed. Uh, Dennis Kelly as well. Awesome. Hey, if you felt like I was on Romper place. Room, you know, she looked through that magic tennis racket. I see Andrew Jameson. <laughs> I see. Agamotto and Dennis Kelly. Yes. I also see. Let me swipe. Because this is modern romper room, right? <laughs> we got to swipe so we can. Oh, swipe, swipe, swipe. Oh, I also see you, Al. Hey, you, Al. <laughs> oh, who else? Is, uh, cool dude. Nice to see you. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, Pyro's Popey Rock. And Dave yeah. Maydew. And good to see y'all. Okay. Boy, this party's getting rough all Oh, I know. But while I've got my mobile device in my hand, get yours out. Scan this mystical code. There it is. That'll I take you it. to m.cat5.tv, which has got live video streaming a la YouTube. If you want to watch Category 5 Technology TV live on your mobile device. But if you're driving, can't possibly do that. Oh, you can possibly, but it's you not can. recommended. It's illegal. It's dangerous. Yeah. Not recommended and by the could, Category 5 We could group. lose a viewer if we recommended we that. We don't want that to happen, <laughs> folks. So use the Listen Live feature, which is also a feature of the mobile app, m.cat5.tv. But if they're just listening, they won't get to make fun of the bright color of my shirt and the shininess of but your see, forehead. But see, we can describe the but, bright color of his shirt. And what about, For those of you who are okay. listening on radio.category5.tv, we'll say... His shirt is so vibrant, it is like the sun. I am wearing, like I am wearing safety green, and here, let me stand up. Oh, oh, we have look at this. Mr. Spock. Yes. How's that? We've converted him, folks. <laughs> we have converted him. He is indeed a nerdling. I am a new nerdling. Okay, here oh, we I'm go. I'm so proud of you, man. Well. And this is why we allow the bright green on the show. Yeah, For those he, of you who are listening, he's wearing a Spock shirt. And it is safety awesome. green. <laughs> it's extremely and bright. I'm, I'm squinting 
looking over yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You figured this and you out, know, and I even figured out that the thumb is not in. The thumb is yeah, out. He's, yeah, he's always he's been like, no, yeah, the thumb yeah, is no, in no, like the this. No, no. Yeah. Ask Leonard Nimoy, the guy who invented it. <laughs> practically, I mean, he's the guy who said, okay, this is what we're going to do with Balkans. So yeah, live long and prosper, folks. Peace. Long hey, life. did you know? The Category 5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Dave Maydu, it is very yellow, this shirt. I thought it was safety green. Is it safety yellow? It's like... Kind it of like it a, is so bright. It's like the, it's like the, the highlighter like on the... the end of a highlighter. <laughs> like before you write on the paper, because the paper desaturates it a little bit. But when you like look at the it's highlighter... It's got an iridescence end, to it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of... We had to dim the lights, folks. The, the studio lights are actually off. All the lighting that you see is from yeah. the shirt. Actually... We should have, like, a radioactive one. Actually, maybe it is radioactive. <laughs> it's actually a white shirt. It's just been dipped. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, enough of my uh, mm-hmm. wardrobe malfunctions here. <laughs> <laughs> Big news for Category 5 viewers, fans of Abigail Smith. I don't know if we're keeping the Smith or what's happening, but Abigail know. got married on Saturday. We're very, very happy for you're her. You're saying she's off the market? Is that what she's you're She's off the market. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I had the honor and pleasure of being there. We had the photo booth set up, and it was, it was really, really cool. We built this photo booth uh, back on episode number 286. Okay, he says really cool, but I can see some of the pictures. Yes, yes. It worked, though. It was fantastic, and it was a hit. Yes, actually. I'll tell you. So there's, there's the Ferguson clan. You know, lots and lots of fun. The uh, bridal party all kind of crammed into the uh, the photo booth. And then, like a clown car, more people decided to join in. I don't know how they fit that many people into a little 5 by 10 booth. But there you have it. It actually worked. And, of course, the wedding party and Abigail Smith. But one of the things that was really, really neat to realize with the photo booth is that it was so dead simple to use that even a baby can do it. Oh, my. Before, during, <laughs> during, oh, Got sort the of picture. <laughs> Got the picture with that uh, USB button from usbbutton.com. That is nice. Pretty cool. That Pretty is cool. nice. Yes. You so must. the photo booth was such a hit that I have already started receiving requests for people to rent it that were at the event, that were oh. at the wedding reception, which is pretty cool. We never really thought about that. We joked about it on the show that, you know, now that we've invested in the hardware and and the ability to do it yeah i just rent it out that's kind of cool people charge a thousand bucks i remember you know, 10 years ago uh, you know maybe a little longer ago than but every table had those little cameras where you yes you know you the just sort of you'd camera. mail that the camera the back and they'd send you your pictures kind yeah of thing. or, or yeah. what we i i don't i think it was my wedding i'm pretty sure it was Uh-oh. that we did do, this you, do you remember your anniversary date i'm just Trying to get him in trouble here. No, I, I do. You I, do. It, but I'm, try, okay. I, I'm pretty sure it was our wedding, but it may have been a, like a, another family member's wedding. But I, I do recall the disposable cameras yeah. on the table. I think it was us. Uh, it was a cool idea. It was a you cool got a lot idea, of so pictures. It was probably you know? us, yeah. So then everybody took pictures around the table, so you got all these candid right. shots. No, it was my brother's wedding because they were in kilts, and I remember some particular photos <laughs> oh, no. that will not ever leave the family <laughs> photo album. <laughs> Way to go, bro. <laughs> so congratulations to Abigail Smith and her new husband, Kyle Page, as well. So if you would like, Abigail has given you, the viewers of Category 5 Technology TV, an exclusive behind-the-scenes view of the ceremony itself. Go on to her bio at Category5.tv. You can actually watch the wedding ceremony if you care to. Uh, and make sure you send your greetings. If you'd like to send in a card or whatever, uh, our address, our mailing address is at the bottom of the website, category5.tv. You can just send a, a greeting card or a congratulatory note or whatever you like to do, or simply an email at abby at category, or abigail, pardon me, at category5.tv. Okay. You can do what I typically do is I forget about it for so long that it just seems inappropriate to send a, yeah? a message. You know, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm a horrible person. Uh, oh, yeah, your Congrats. birthday was three weeks ago. Happy birthday. <laughs> Hey, you know what? This I is forget, episode though. 297, right? Yes, it is. I was here for 295, too. Yes. Because he's having trouble with co-hosts these days. Am I? Well, you know. I know. They are they're, difficult they're, they, and you know, hard to I get mean, along like, with. Well, let's see. <laughs> Hillary got married last year. Was that true? Yeah. And now Abby. Abigail. Yeah. I think somebody else Krista is just got planning, engaged. planning she that. on uh, the last episode of Category yeah. 5. Yeah. 
So yep. here we go. Okay. All right, we want to welcome our new viewers tonight who have registered on our website, Category5.tv. Who have we got? We have Naked Cook, and I can tell you from experience that it's a dangerous thing to do when you're frying bacon. Definitely. <clears throat> Is it Naked Cook or Naked <laughs> Cook? I think ah. it's cook. <laughs> I think I would do cook with a K. All right. Well, there's one. Anyway. <laughs> Oslik. Oslik. Is this a tough one? Tough well, one? there's a couple of I's in the middle. Oseeks. Oseeks. We'll say. Yasan. close? Or Yasan. All right. And Ziff. I'm going with Ziff. Ziff is easy. Thanks, How's buddy. it going, Ziff? Nice to see you. Sparks. All right. And Algo Cipher. Excellent. Or is that nice to have you focus Algocifer? Depending on the you know the third last syllable rule, you know that's why you get Which you know no folks sense. like Radio ne- Netherlands at uh, two in the morning. You know you hear words like controversy because the rules suggest isn't that right, Jot? Okay. Well, I don't want to start any controversy here, so let's move on. Indeed. All right. Well, tonight we are going to show you how to use the GIMP to create. What is a our feature? False... Is that our feature? Yeah. All right. We're going to talk all about the GIMP. We're going to show you some tricks, and we're going to show you a way to add depth of field to your photo in what? Fifteen minutes? No. In like fifteen seconds. Ah. So imagine pay to... attention. The GIMP is a free piece of software. You can get it at GIMP.org. I'm going to bring up their website just to show you around just really, really quickly here. All right. GIMP.org. There you go. You've got downloads over on the right-hand side. Find out all about it. And this is for Linux, this particular version. They've got all different versions of Linux that are uh, accessible. Uh, You've got Ubuntu, Debian, OpenSUSE, whatever. And then, if you want to run this on Windows, there is a Windows version. Uh, All you have to do is go to... GIMP-win.sourceforge.net What did you worry. ever type that I know. forge net quick? They used mm. to have the Windows and the Mac version also available in their downloads page. I don't know why they've changed that. I know it's third parties that create these installers, but there it is for Windows. GIMP-win.sourceforge.net and you'll be able to get the installer for GIMP for Windows. You can download that version now. That is for any version of Windows that you okay. Might be so, so you can get Chinese, simplified, Croatian, Danish. That's the help files. What are you but, talking about? But can we get the help files in? Comes with English. No, never mind. All right, is I'll that what you're talking about? No, that's not what I was. What are you talking about? about you're just giving me a hard time. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard so time. So I'll give you a hard time back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all about the gimp. And okay. I'm not going to comment about what you're acting like. Okay. I'm acting. <laughs> hey, check out my cup is even starting. I know. Oh, totally. You are like the bomb tonight. Like geek guy. Awesome. There's a language missing there from the help file. You're going to make me say it, aren't you? Klingon? Yes. It's got to be, you got to translate it if you want to donate your time. Okay. Well, I mean, you were nice. talking the, uh, yeah, yeah. the translator last time. Yes. Well, that was on you episode use Bing 295. To fix it. All right. Bing will fix it. You can do But he digresses. Eh? Moi? Eh? All right, I'm going to bring up GNU image manipulation program on my computer. I, I run Linux, so I've just in- simply installed it using the Synaptic Package Manager. You can install it with apt-get or whatever package manager program that you're using. So here we go. GNU image manipulation program 2.8 is the version that I'm currently running. And there we go. I'm running in multi-window mode, which I prefer, especially because most of the time when I'm working in a productivity environment, I have multiple monitors. So I love to have my work on one screen and my tools on another screen because it just frees up the space and it gives me a a clear working space, basically. So I like that. There is a a single... uh, like a single windowed mode as well that's right. a little bit more comfortable for i suppose uh, I've seen your Windows workspace users. sometimes it's asteroids on the other one and you yeah, can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that may be more comfortable for you if you want to put it in single window mode if you're a, like a photoshop user just to get you kind of into uh, using the gimp that can be done by simply clicking on windows and then single window mode that'll switch things around so i've got some pictures uh eric you mentioned that you were on the show uh back on 295 right so let's grab a picture from that we'll open it up 
in the GNU. Because I was wearing program. a little different color green that night. Yeah, there you go. Uh, these photos, of course, are available in the uh, in the show notes for episode number two ninety five through our new gallery system. And what we want to do is we want to, you know, a typical camera. What it does is it makes everything generally in focus. So if you're looking at a, a grand vista with a couple of people in the foreground, doesn't matter. It's all going to be in focus, and so you don't get that kind of sense of depth of field. So we're going to actually create that. And in our studio here, what happens is is that you know the back wall is so close to us that it doesn't create a depth of field, so we don't get that. So the first thing I want to do in the GIMP is do something that's kind of unique. We're going to create a very, very simple vignette. And the vignette is just a way to bring our characters, our, our focal subjects of the photograph forward so that it looks like they are really the focus of the photograph. It really draws your eye to the person or the, the subject, be it a bird or a flower or whatever it is. A vignette will really help to draw the eye to one particular thing. So in this case, we have two subjects. It's Eric and I. So I'm going to use a round, you know, elliptical marquee here and simply create a circle that's roughly a little bit bigger than my head. That's a big one. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, and sorry. then the same thing for Eric. That's a bigger one. And I can go like that, and I can actually, with the GIMP, see, I can create two marquees by doing what? I'm, I, first one I click, I just drag and drop, let go, and I can move that around, and I can, here's one of the nice things about the GIMP, I can actually resize my marquee. Can't do that with Photoshop. And then to create a second one, I can hold in my left shift key and then click and drag and create the second one. And now I can, in fact, move just the second one without affecting oh, very nice. the first one. So now I can make that so that it works a little bit better with Eric's noggin. Okay, so now I want to do something that is going to make it so that things are not stark. Because now, if I were to fill in a vignette, it would have a very definitive line where that marquee ends. So we're going to create what is called a feather on that selection. So I'm going to go right-click and go Select Feather. And we're going to observe the dimensions of our image. This image is you know, 2,200 pixels wide by 1,300 pixels high. So this particular, our first uh, feather, we're going to make this rather huge. And again, this is something you can't do with Photoshop. We're going to make it 1,000 pixels, which sounds crazy. But this gives us something really, really neat. Watch what happens here. So now I'm gonna, now that I've done that, I'm gonna right-click and I'm gonna go select invert, and then create a new layer, transparent, and fill that with black. And you'll see that what I've effectively done is simply darkened out the entire photo. But you can see even on your screen there that my face and Eric's face are just ever so slightly brighter, more, more. Uh, prominent in the photograph. So everything else is darkened right up. Can't really see the photo, but we can see that our faces are there. So now that we've created that really massive 1,000 pixel vignette, so this is a, a, a almost a gradient of blackness into lightness, so, so much so that it is absolutely fluid. There's no edges to it or anything like that. So now that we've done that, we're going to again circle my head circle Eric's head and it can be rough it doesn't have to be close at all like just you know roughly our heads and I'm gonna right click and now I'm gonna change the feather I'm gonna create a new feather and we're gonna make this one quite a bit smaller we're gonna make this 250 pixels and I'm just gonna cut and you'll see what that has done is it's really brought out uh, our heads so now that we've got that form of a vignette we can play around with the opacity of this layer by you know you notice that I actually have that layer selected and to show you what that layer in fact looks like it's literally that so I'm going to drag the opacity of that layer so that we can change how much the background is affected by that there we are and we can change even the mode to just simply darken there we are and we can just continue to bring that down bring it up however we want but you notice our faces never change it's only the surrounding areas to create that really nice vignette to draw your eye more toward the, the subjects of the photo. So now to create that kind of three-dimensional effect that we're going for, I'm going to temporarily disable that layer. And I'm going to just make my canvas just a little bit bigger here so that I can get it onto the outside edges. And I'm going to use the 
this marquee up here that's a lasso. And that allows me to drag my mouse. And so with the GIMP, what I can do is I can click in a single spot, and then it gives me this line. And once I've clicked there, now I can click, 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 and I can go like that. Or I can hold in, and I can actually just trace around. Notice that I do not have to be anywhere close. You want to be kind of, you know, close to the just shape. About clipping my nose there, buddy. Well, sorry. We'll <laughs> fix it. Okay, so I don't need to be precise in any way because remember we're doing what i'm showing you tonight is the world's easiest fastest way to do this and i'm also going to grab the the edge of the eco alkaline sign there to complete our effect so now i've got that marquee and if i right click and select and now feather and again we want this feather to be a little bit smaller than the last one we're going to make this 100 pixels keeping in mind that this is all relative to the fact that our photo is 2200 pixels by 1300 pixels so if you've got a photo that is 640 by 480 obviously a thousand pixel feather is going to be ridiculous because that is actually bigger than your photograph so relatively speaking the first feather that we did was approximately uh, a half of the uh, pixel width of the the document the image uh, the second one that we did was roughly a quarter no uh, uh an eighth of that and now we're doing it just you know a very very subtle kind of uh feathering here so with that feather of 100 pixels which i've done okay so now i'm going to right click and go select invert and i'm going to copy and paste Control c Control v and then i'm going to right click and go layer to new layer just so that i can show you what i've actually done now i've actually i've copied the wrong thing see what's happened there so with GIMP, I can control Z, control Z, control Z. But here in Canada, we say Z. Sure. Make sure that I co copy the right thing. Invert that again. Copy, paste, layer to new layer. Turn that off, and you see that the people are gone. The <sighs> background stays. Okay? An apparition. So that now has created this extra layer here. All right. And now what I want to do is I want to actually blur that layer. But before I do that, here's the trick. I want to make sure that it doesn't blur over top of our faces. Over top. And I remember that I made that marquee and then I feathered that marquee so it has a nice soft edge. So what I actually want to do is I want to tell it that I don't want it to go outside of the transparency. So I want to lock the alpha channel on this particular layer. Lock alpha channel. Okay? So I've just clicked that button up there. So now if I right click and whatever I do to this layer, let's say I fill the whole thing in with black, watch what happens. It just fills that layer. So it gives you a perspective as to what is actually happening there. So now I'm gonna right click and I'm gonna go filters, blur, Gaussian blur. And this gives us a nice little close up preview and you can drag around and just change that to a reasonable amount of blur to give you that depth of field that you're looking for. What's the difference between say a Gaussian blur and some of the other blurs that you might Use. Well, each one is, is using different kind of filtering techniques, right? So a Gaussian blur, imagine that is like a, like a beer goggle kind of um, everything is diffused. Okay. Um, but it's, it's even across the whole image. Something like a motion blur, for example, you, as the name would in, entail, is something that would have a bit of a stretch okay. to it. Where a Gaussian blur is literally just a blur on the image, okay. almost as if your camera were out of focus. So that's what I'm doing here is I'm actually creating that out of focus effect on that background because that's exactly what you would do with changing your f-stop on a high-end camera is to right. blur the background to give you that depth of field look. We're having to do it digitally after the fact. Okay. So by having changed the horizontal and vertical uh, blur radius, I've set mine to 10 and you can see the difference there. That's what it looks like normally and when I let go, that's the preview. So now if I hit OK, you'll actually see that things have in fact changed and there is a bit of a, a soft blur on the brick. So now reorder my layers, make sure that the dark vignette is on the very, very top of the, the image. And now I turn on that layer and I end up with that. Now that's a bit too dark for my photo. So I'm gonna actually bring down the opacity. And again, this just brings out our, our faces a little bit. And that gives us a real kind of perspective that we're the subjects of the photo. The background is, is slightly blurred and the vignette creates this effect that gives us, uh, that kind of pops us right out of the photo. Very so nice. Literally as simple as that. So how quickly can we make this effect? Well, let's start over. We're going to bring up that photo. 
So I'm going to just demonstrate for you how quickly this can be done. Oh, let's go back here. Yeah, wrong show, 295. Wrong show, 295. Photos, okay. So with that photo open, here's what we're going to do. We're going to highlight my head, highlight Eric's head. Start again. There we go. Highlight my head. And there we go. Okay, feather. And we're doing like half of the, approximately uh, yeah. a couple of thousand. I'm going we're a down to a thousand. Yeah, half of the pixels of my the width of my image or so. It doesn't really make a difference. Okay, and then select invert. Remember, I've already shown you how to do this, but I'm just showing you how quickly you can, in fact, create this very same effect. So we're taking a photo and actually enhancing it quite a bit, making it look pretty nice. Feather. This time we're going to do 250 pixels or so in my particular image. There we go. You had her down around 40 before, didn't you? Yeah, but whatever. Okay, you, you, you get the feel just by looking at the photo and, and getting that sense of how you want it to look. All right. So are you timing me? We've been about, what, 30 seconds so far? Careful with that nose. Yeah, careful. Up and around and down and click and yep. connect. And then shift to select my second marquee. Left shift key. There we go. Select feather. 100 pixels. <clears throat> Invert that selection so that I can copy the background. Paste it and create a new layer from that pasted layer, and I've done it again. You did the opposite. Copied invert. the wrong thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I didn't need to invert. No. That's right. Which one have I got right now? Edit. There. Okay. That's what I actually want. There we are. Okay. Perfect. Let's make that alpha channel locked. We're gonna blur it. Gaussian blur. I'm going to make it a little bit heavier this time than our first example. Heavy, just so that it's, man. Yeah, just so that it's a little more apparent to you at home watching this, uh, if you're watching it on a smaller screen. There we go. We're going to pop right out of that picture. So now we've actually created this effect. Look at Eric, how he just kind of pops out of that picture. And I've been really, really sloppy with it just for the sake of the demonstration. You can get in a little bit tighter. You see how you, you know part of Spock is, is still in focus. But you can get in tighter and actually fix that up. But for the sake of the demonstration, you can really see how that very subtle blur and that vignette has kind of popped Eric out of that photo. Let's look again at that with, you know, let's just use Eric as the example because I think he's the better example between the two of us on that particular sample. So there he is. Let's turn off all the effects. That's how flat the photo did look. You know, everything is in That's one focus. handsome looking fellow. There he got is. There. You know, there <coughs> he is. So turn back on our effect. There we go. Nice and simple. And all done using free tools. The GNU Image Manipulation Program. You can download it at GIMP.org. Check it out. You can download it today right there at GIMP.org for Linux. Uh, and again, uh, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Uh, maybe we can post it in the chat uh, chat room as well. gimp win sourceforge.net that's where you'll get it for Microsoft Windows there is a Mac version available as well uh, unfortunately I don't have the link to that but I'm sure you can find that fairly quickly um, they are a resourceful bunch of them yeah. yeah and it's open source it's free and it's available to you right now so alright why don't we go to news sounds good alright well Football Manager is a football management simulation game where players buy, sell, build, and train the ultimate football team and play them against others in various tournaments and come to the aim of coming out on top. The game is made by Sports Interactive and published by Sega and is a continuation of the Championship Manager series started in 1989 by the same developers. The game developers have announced that the next incarnation of the popular simulation will support Linux. Nice! Thanks to Steam, the game will be available to buy on one platform, but install and play on all. You won't need to buy it again to play on your Mac or Windows machines. The Linux release will also support connecting with and playing against Mac and PC users. 
Football Manager 2014 is expected to uh, release sometime around October. Very cool. Now, I won't pretend that I'm a sports guy. You know, uh, you know. would have trouble even pretending. <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but now I can pretend because I can get, you know, that that awesome application. So, but what what I think this does uh, with Football Manager is that it shows again Windows users, Mac users that all of a sudden Linux is a viable platform for their favorite games because this is a popular game. I mean, fantasy football and being able to track your yeah. teams and play against other people. That's a pretty popular thing. And so now to have it on Linux and being cross-compatible with Mac and Windows, and then all of a sudden people start to realize, hey, this is, this is viable. Well, because I think gaming is a big thing that holds people back from trying out Linux. And Steam is going to make a difference, is already making a difference, I think. People are already starting to see that. And, uh, and here's another one. Nice to see that they're so you, developing for the Linux platform. You don't play a little footy at all? I don't. I'm assuming we're talking soccer, football. I don't know. Not, not, not American football. Is it? Is it? Yeah, they kind of look like soccer. I, I think it would be so, like British football. Yes. Um, you know. As opposed to. Well, I mean, the rest of the world football, as yes. opposed to. <laughs> What's with that? Eh? Speaking of mispronunciation. You know, I mean, they actually hit the words. ball with their foot in real football. That makes sense. See, you know, as opposed to this pointy thing that that you have to catch. Looks and like throw. A, a rugby ball that's. Yeah. Just a little pointy. What gives? What gives? Well, I'll tell you. The QR code is not dead and, in fact, may help save lives. Nice. Mercedes-Benz is adding QR codes to help emergency workers save car crash victims. Neat. Black and white square barcodes are designed to help firefighters and paramedics get critical information needed to save car crash victims. The QR codes direct smartphones to a web page showing how to cut into each type of vehicle to free its passengers. Okay. The firm said it had waived the right to patent uh, the, inf- in, uh, the innovation so that others could use it free of charge. Until now, Daimler said if a vehicle was damaged beyond recognition, emergency workers might have to call in its registration plate to obtain oh. the necessary details. That could take extra time. That sure. certainly could. Yeah. Precious time. A press release said it informs about the location of the airbags, the battery, the tanks, electric cables, high-pressure cylinders, and other components. In the case of hybrid models, the location of the additional batteries and high-voltage cables, too. That's a neat idea. That is an excellent idea. I was looking at the photo and wondering how exactly this works. That's actually the uh, the gas door, like the where you refill the diesel. Okay, so it's and easily so accessible. It in there. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of clever. I, I I've always liked QR codes, and we have one here at the show to take yeah. you to our mobile site. I think that it's a, a great solution, and it's free, right? So, might as well utilize it. But cool to see that they're using it for something like that. I'll say. Bring up the car specs. That'd be cool for uh, like auto mechanics. Wouldn't that be neat? Yeah, instead of having to, that. you know, you could have the shop manual on oh, your yeah. uh, on your computer or on oh, your yeah. handheld device, and uh, like okay, how do sudden, you change the flangle danger on the new? All right, uh, if all data is here. listening, uh, if all data is listening, you know, here's an opportunity for you to tap into <laughs> QR codes. What do you say? Great idea. Yeah, that yeah. would be neat. A 13-year-old boy who was kidnapped in the Pakistani city of Karachi after being lured into a meeting via Facebook has been rescued. He is reportedly the son of a senior customs official in the city. Police say that the criminal gang masqueraded as an online gaming friend and abducted him after arranging to meet him last week. The gang demanded $500,000 ransom. The boy's mother made an emotional plea to other parents to supervise their children's use of social media, saying, this is my request to all the parents to never let their children make friendship on Facebook. You know, that's wise words. Like, I mean, making a friend on Facebook, very, very dangerous. Because you don't, or or any social media platform, you you don't know. I mean, I know people who have met folks on Facebook. They've gone on and gotten married and lived happily ever after. I actually met my wife on ICQ. Yeah, pre-MSN days. But I, I, there's a lot of scary stuff in, out right? there, too. There and is, and these days. And here's the thing. You, you, this lady says, you know, be don't let them make friends on Facebook. But what happens... You mentioned something to me before the show, which is a little bit scary. <laughs> okay. What happens if somebody... We've talked about phishing We've scams. We've been friends a long time. We've talked about phishing scams. What happens if someone pretends to be somebody that you know? I have had three friendship requests on Facebook in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they go out and they take your picture. I had a Robbie Ferguson friend request. We've been friends sure. a long time. Easy and, to find and a picture of Robbie Ferguson on the internet. Um, but they'd even copied some of your, uh, you know, the fact that you like uh, pie. Uh, oh, some of your information bio. from your yeah. bio. They'd borrowed that, too. They'd borrowed your picture. Flight of and, the Concords reference. And I'm thinking, you know, why is Robbie sending me a request? I've just yeah. been reading some of his updates. Sure. And then I went back to check to make sure that maybe he had unfriended me yeah. on, by I was going to say by accident, but even on purpose, and then changed his mind. Um, but no, he was still in my friend list. So, yeah. And I had it happen with another friend, Steve... Uh, uh, I guess I don't need to mention last names, but I've had three of them in the last couple of weeks. So be careful. And I get a two. Like, so you're on Facebook, and this person pops in and says you've got a friend request from, and it could yeah. be it could be your wife, it could be someone real close to you. It could be. But if you're not already friends with Robbie Ferguson and you, you get it, you're going to say, it. "Oh, click, sure." Yeah. You know, and then who knows what? Here's the thing: if they can friend you. So let's say this guy, whoever it is, and it's, you know, who, who, who is it, right? Who is pretending to be me on Facebook adds Eric Kidd as a friend because there's obviously a connection here and they can figure out that, okay, if I get them as a friend. So now if you fell for that and you accepted that, what happens is I get access to your friend list. Exactly. So now I can go out and I can say, okay, also, ha, 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 Hillary Rumble, Rachel Shue, Abigail Smith, all of these people, plus everyone else. Still that after all the young women. All the oh, people for, who work for the show, oh, okay. right? Because they're connected to you. Now that we're friends, I can see their yes. profiles very, very easily. So by fr- by you accidentally friending that fake friend, you've opened it up for all your other friends to be compromised as well. well and who I mean, knows? And how many people? Here's a 12 year old, 13 year old boy who's who was kidnapped, yeah, on account of this stuff with a ransom. And it, you know, thank God that he's okay. That's serious stuff. So we need to be yes. careful, folks. Really and how many careful. people actually do know all their friends? I mean, I've, I've accepted mm-hmm. friend requests because, well, being a musician, quite often yep, I'll sure. send out, sure. hey, I've got a gig. Hey, at Doc Malone's this Friday night if anybody's in the area. <laughs> um, but I'll send that sort of thing out. So yep. I'm sending it to people who aren't maybe my besties. Sure. But, uh, yeah. but then you get requests, and I'm thinking... I don't know if I even know this person. Right. But, you know, if it's a name you know, it's... Uh, who That's knows? the thing. I recognize that name. Maybe it's somebody that I know. They yeah. are friends with all these other people that I know. Exactly. Because they already fell for it. Right. Oh, my goodness. It's a mess. What a tangled Scary web. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, California teen has come this up with cool. a way to save you from a dead phone in just 20 seconds flat. Wow. That's impressive. Isha Carr, an 18-year-old high school student, has put her impressive chemistry knowledge to work by inventing an energy storage device that can charge a cell phone in 20 to 30 seconds. She says that her cell phone battery always dies, which led her to work on the supercapacitor. The device, which lets you store lots of energy in a tiny space and hold it for a long time, has about 10 times the number of charge cycles than a conventional rechargeable battery. Wow. The 18-year-old summed up her invention for us lay folk as follows. To improve supercapacitor energy density, I can't even say it. To improve supercapacitor energy density, I designed, synthesized, and characterized a novel core-shown nanorod electrode with a hydrogenated TI-02 core and polyaniline oh. shell. Wow, I'm glad she dumbed it up for us lay I know. folk. <laughs> like, thank you. Now she's just showing off, but it's ironic because I have, for years, you remember, I've been saying it this year, I said, if only someone would improve supercapacity energy density uh, by designing, synthesizing, characterizing a novel core shell nanorod electrode with a hydrogenated TiO2 core and polyaniline shell. And here, somebody you know, if has I finally had nickel done it. for every time I heard you say that. I know. I'd I know. be penniless. I should have patented the idea, folks. <laughs> I should have patented the idea. It's like oh, I was saying, why didn't that's I That's the thi- third time that's happened to me this why week. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And you know what? She's been awarded the Intel Foundation Young Scientist Award and 50,000 smackaroos. Unreal. Yeah. So I'd be happy to. Good on you, Isha. Yeah. 
All right. Get the full stories at Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I am Dr. Sp- I am Eric Kidd. Easily confused. Hi. Easily confused. The ears. Yeah. Well, you know. Hey, did you hear about uh, the world's largest Lego model? Actually, I want to go back to the super capacitor charge nanorod jitter thing. That much much power in a tiny little space. What kind of evil could we uh, use this for? I mean, we're talking weapons grade Naquita in like pill form. Danger, Will Robinson. (laughs) <laughs> How many references can I make in, in one? I, uh, I did see uh, a comment there in the chat room. Uh, what is this, dilithium? Which would be a fantastic idea. Maybe we could power uh, intergalactic yeah. spaceships with this type uh, of... Hey, Jameson's wondering about when somebody... Uh, he, want, he Wait until you figure out how to do it with a potato. That's what <laughs> well, so she, she's built the ability to charge a cell phone in 30 seconds flat. Now, if only... 20 seconds 20 flat. 20 seconds flat. If Give only, her credit. If only Apple would now take that technology and make it so that their phones last for longer than 20 seconds before it starts yeah. warning you that it's only got 20% battery life, then we'd be somewhere. Then we'd be somewhere. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. The, the largest Lego model ever created. Did you hear about this? This is fantastic. No. Uh, you, you need to get onto Google, take a look at it, but they have created a life-size... You want to see pictures of this thing, and I can bring them up, but you, you just get onto the, your favorite search engine and do a quick search for the largest Lego structure in the news, and, and you'll see it. But they've created a life-size, like a real true-scale model, the size of the set of the X-Wing fighter from Star Wars. Wow. So there's just one of these things. Uh, Is that for ages 12 and up? Or? Oh, boy. <laughs> Could you imagine the box? 5.3 million pieces of Lego. The thing weighs. Damn, I am so close, and there's one missing. <laughs> and it collapses. <laughs> that would be crazy. Your uh, wife walks in and knocks it with the door. <laughs> <laughs> she would, too, because it's very big, and the door would be right up against it. 5.3 million pieces. This thing is huge. It was unveiled at uh, Times Square uh, last Thursday, and just a spectacular marvel uh, of the company, uh, Lego, that, that put this thing together. Like hundreds of thousands of man hours. It's crazy. Um, and it's, it's all because they've got this Yoda Chronicles starting up on the Cartoon Network. Wow. Uh, I think it starts tomorrow, actually. Um, so really, really neat kind of guerrilla marketing publicity stunt to, to pull something like that. That's kind of crazy. Indeed. But similarly, okay, so I'm like, okay, well, all this buzz around Star Wars, <laughs> what's that? I mean, you're just trying to get your, you know, I mean, what are they doing? Really? I mean, Star Trek My is in the theater. My son's been watching Star Wars for the last several days. Yeah, but again. Star Trek is in the theater. You, yourself, Eric Kidd, is wearing a Star Trek shirt. I mean, this has got to be huge, folks. So It what, is extra large. So what's happening with Star Trek, right? So, okay, if they're doing all this kind of stuff with Star Wars, I mean, they've got to be doing something with Star Trek. Check out NewStarship.com. NewStarship.com. Dot com. This is so exciting for TNG fans. A group of fans did a Kickstarter. They raised something like four times as much money as they needed. They have actually obtained the original, uh, well, the, the 1997 Star Trek Enterprise D, NCC 1701D bridge. I used to, you know, <laughs> my brother used to watch that show back in the 60s. Yeah, he great. sounds cool. But I, even in then, the 60s. I, no, we're talking 90s. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, that show. Yes, okay. D. But I remember. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. But I love the fact they're hitting all this turbulence <laughs> and sitting in our chairs. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to fall. All right. But check this out, folks. Newstarship.com. You can find out more about the project, find out about who is supporting it, what they're doing. Where they're going to be, they're going to be in Texas. They're going to be, I believe, in California, uh, Las Vegas, yeah, and Pasadena as well. They're uh, in Long... No, they were in Long Beach. They're actually in Houston, Texas. No, nope, they, they just, just left. They they're just back. left Comic, okay. comic they're Palooza. Back. Yeah. yeah, they're back in Houston, Texas, 
in August. But oh. anyway, what they're doing is they're actually rebuilding from the original, well, from the set pieces that were created after the destruction of the Enterprise. So here are the, the set pieces as they obtained them. Some of them are still in pretty good shape, and they're actually recreating. It's not that, like, like actually the Enterprise. flew it. Shut it. <laughs> All right? Just stop. Just stop. So they're recreating this set, and they're going to, you can rent it to, I mean, photo booth, whatever. Oh, Sheldon, you can rent Sheldon, it for your wedding. Sheldon. Get married on the Starship Enterprise Bridge. Imagine that. But they've got all the parts. They've got the ceiling. They've got the walls. They've got the seats. They've got... Penny? 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 I think we should buy this thing for, this, for the next <laughs> Category 5 set. So please, send in your donations. We need lots of cash. It's going to cost us like $200,000 but these guys are actually doing it. So find out more on their website. For that kind of money, you can get the Rob Ford video. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> or can you? Or can you? Does it even exist? Newstarship.com. That is your Trek news for tonight. Awesome. I'm excited to see that. All right. Hey, we've got time for a couple of viewer questions. Thank you so much for sending those in to us. Category5.tv is our website. Email us live at Category5.tv to get your questions in. Eric, what do you got for me? Here's one from a while back. Oh, yeah? Evening, Robbie. Hope you and your hey. family are well. Who's this? This Who? is from Scooty Duke 42 from Bolton, Scooty Duke. England. We'll call him Scooty Duck. But yes. Okay, maybe it's Scooty Duck. Duke. Do you, Duke? That sounds cool. I don't know. Oh, the accent keeps changing. Yeah, okay. So, evening, Robbie. Hey. Hope you and your family are well. Very Just seen a review for an open source alternative to Skype called Jitsi. Yeah. That's J-I-T-S-I. Looks really good. If you already know about it, apologies. But might be worth a look on a show in the future. Thanks again to you and the gang. I guess I'm gang. Absolutely. Uh, for the great channel. Yours sincerely. Oh, Scott Jones. Oh, hey, Scott. Hi, Scott. Cheers, man. Um, okay, yeah, Jitsi is uh, is definitely an up-and-coming kind of, you know, secure video calls a la kind of Skype video. I think what would be exciting is that, yeah, if, if this actually caught on and people started using it, um, then awesome. I think we should maybe try it out. The the tough Why thing. Why don't we try it out? I think the tough thing here, Scott, is that Jitsi is coming up against Microsoft. Skype is huge. Uh, Google Video and Google uh, Talk and all those. Everything is huge. Everything is established. I guess you'd say. Apparently, it lets you connect to Facebook, Google Talk. Well, for instant XMG. messaging, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But so you think about who they would be competing for users against. There are so many people on Skype who would have no reason to switch to um, to Jitsi, unless you're really into, you know, if you want to be involved in a in a great project. So I'm excited to see where it might so work on any OS. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so cool. yeah, check it out. It's Jitsi.org, anyways. If you want to take a quick boo at what Jitsi is, open source video calls, chat, all that kind of stuff. So. Kind of similar are there to, charges involved with this? Well, if you want to make phone calls, I'm sure there are, like SIP kind of stuff. Uh, but as far as using general usage over your internet connection, there wouldn't be any charges. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it does support uh, SIP. But you can check it out on their website, yeah. jitsi.org. Thanks for the comment, uh, Scott. And I, I think if people adopt it, and you know, I hope that... Uh, that we're able to see the market open up a little bit more because right now it's really kind of all Skype. It's Skypey out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. This is from Greg. Hey, Greg. From Michigan, USA. Go, Michigan! And uh, happy Memorial Day yesterday. Indeed, yeah. Thanks okay. For that. Uh, Greg says, thanks for addressing my question about benchmarks last week. Uh, UBC, oh, that may not actually have been last week. That was yep, uh, several sure. weeks ago. But uh, UBCD may not be organized as well as I'd like, right. but it does uh, the job. Ultimate Boot CD, I Okay, feel. that's yep. what I thought. Yeah, it's been a few weeks now, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think the, we saw that it's kind of hard to find your way around. But once you get in and you figure out where you're going, it, it works really, really well. Really <laughs> comprehensive uh, suite of tools. So, took your advice and installed Point Linux on one of my old machines. You're right. It seems more responsive than some of the more popular distros. Cool. There you Glad go. Glad to hear it. 
So good to know that it's running well on uh, some of those older machines. Running great on our system here. Point Linux uh, up on my screen. That's what we're using. Very cool. Check it out. All right. Well, here's uh, something from Carl uh, Carl Cunningham. Hey, Carl. Um, uh, we've been through this, haven't we? We've been through this. <laughs> Hi, Robbie. My hey. wife and I cracked up when you were pronouncing and joking about our username. Oh. <laughs> Did I get yes, that yes. wrong? We don't know. As it turns out, Keck is yes. both of our initials, so we grabbed the domain from keckkeck.com. Oh, okay. Internationally ambiguous as to whose initials come first. I use the username Keck 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 just for fun sometimes. We really enjoyed your take on it. By the way, found your site about a month ago and love the show. Cheers. I've been using Linux 14 years. Now, awesome. almost exclusively. So that's Fantastic. Carl and Kathy. Carl and whose Kathy. Middle initials are E, I would guess. I would guess so. <laughs> Carl and well. Kathy Cunningham with an E in the middle. Thank okay. you so much for tuning in, Carl and Kathy, and uh, nice to have you joining us. All right. Well, wow. Here's one from uh, Bucharest, Romania. Awesome. What software are you using for URL shortening? Mm. As in cat5.tv. Yeah. Somebody, sometimes, you know, I say go to cat5.tv slash whatever, because that's our URL shortener, yeah. right? And when I do that, it, it actually, it's not category5.tv, it's cat5.tv, and it puts you onto whatever site that we link to. So the way that we do that is a program called URLs, and it's spelled Y-O-U-R-L-S. And it's brilliant. It allows you to create your own kind of like bit.ly or tiny URL service. So you register a short URL, and then you can use it all you want. Okay. And if you wanted to, you could, <coughs> pardon me, you could set it up to be an actual public server that people could submit their own URLs through. Um, it has a good API. It's connected to our WordPress blogs and automatically generates uh, short URLs for Twitter for us and all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty brilliant. Uh, works very, very well. Um, Y-O-U-R-L-S is the, is the name of it. And I'll post a link for you in the show notes of episode number 297. Oh, and that was Dragos hey, who Dragos. asked that. Cheers. Uh, question all right before we move on tonight's show is brought to you in part by net talk and now they've got unlimited text messaging you can eliminate the need for a wireless text plan from your cell phone provider upgrade your net talk duo account with the net talk text plan for the cost of a couple of cups of coffee a month you're going to receive unlimited texting throughout the u.s and canada check out cat5.tv slash phone and start saving money today there you have it there's one of our short urls cat5.tv slash phone just to show you how it works also, big news from Netflix over the past couple of weeks is that the Bluths are back. The Bluths? <laughs> Arrested Development. The next season is now available. All 15 episodes. You don't have to wait for them. They're on Netflix right now, and I'd like to give you all 15 episodes absolutely free. All you have to do is go over to cat5.tv slash Netflix. You're going to get your one-month free trial. That's plenty of time to watch the Bluths and all of their silly antics on the final season of Arrested Development. Cat5.tv slash Netflix will give you a free one-month trial of Netflix. No strings attached. You can cancel it at any time. And if you decide to keep going, it's only 8 bucks a month. Good deal. Mm-hmm. That was only seven ninety-nine. Sorry. Of we, course, we've eliminated, we the, the, we've eliminated the, the penny here in Canada. <laughs> so even still. <laughs> All right. What else? We have a question here from Danny Harbour. Danny Harbour. Robbie. Hey. How to program to get the following working huh? in point Linux. Right. Cannot play rented Google movies in Linux. Google is showing the following. Oh, right. Ubuntu and yeah. Linux OS users must also install the HAL module, DRM Flash H-A-L. Reader. Yep. H-A-L. H-A-L. Flash Reader for DRM movies requires the hardware abstraction layer in Linux. Okay. Because they're just not good enough. Uh, Adobe's fallen behind, plain and simple. And Whoa. people are, yeah, why are people still using Adobe? I don't know. I mean, we're streaming with Adobe Flash. It's frustrating as anything. But when they're behind, and so they, what do they do? They say, oh, just install HAL. Just oh. take your computer that's brand new and bleeding edge and stick something on it that's obsolete and deprecated. And that will make <laughs> our obsolete, deprecated software work for you. So, but it will work if we, uh, we want to do it. So all you need to do is install HAL, H-A-L, on your Linux computer. What I've done is I've created a, uh, a short link for you. 
cat5.tv. Here it is again. H-A-L. So Hal. F-L-A-S-H. Hal Flash. Enter. Looks like Hal Flash. Well, it's Hal. That's why I said it. Okay? Pseudo <laughs> app get install Hal. It's as simple as that. If you're on Debian, type S-U not sudo, and then hit enter, and then just type apt-get install hal. So that's what you need is hal. Then you just need to follow these really, really quick directions. I mean, this is telling you to do it. That's kind of dangerous. I don't think I would suggest that you do it this way. What I would suggest instead, just for safety's sake, go to your home folder, hit control L so that you activate the location, and just go to that dot adobe folder, dot adobe. I don't want you to run this command that does an RF because that's just too dangerous. Go into Flash Player, delete everything, okay? That's your asset cache. Right-click on it, delete it. That's going to accomplish what they're telling you to do. But with this command that they're giving you, if you accidentally mistype something, you're going to destroy your system. So we're going to forget about that. All you want to do is just install HAL and then use Nautilus or whatever your favorite, you know, my computer is. Go into the .adobe folder and delete everything from there. Make it Fair go enough. Away. Once you've done that, bro, oh, you're going to be able to watch DRM video. There you go. It's going to work. Please let us know if that worked for you, okay? And we have another one here from Scotty Duck or Scotty Duke 42. <laughs> call him Scott. We know his name. Hey. Hey, Scott. Evening, Robbie and Eric. Hey. Just caught up with episode 295. Great show on Apache. Thanks. The last time you were here, yeah. That is the last Thanks, time. I'm glad here. you enjoyed that. Lots of people sending in emails and yeah. communicating with us about how much they enjoyed that show, which is very, very cool. We don't often get into server administration. I was happy about that. I have a message to relay for to you uh, from last week. Robert Gazinski. Oh, sent Robert, in a our good yeah. friend, Robert. He said, "Look, Eric, I'm gonna Robert. Can I put oh. this in my own words?" Are you going to paraphrase somebody gonna, else? Someone as eloquent as Robert, you're going to paraphrase? I am, yeah. Okay. Okay. Eric, can I, can I do the accent? I don't, I don't think I could. Don't say good day, mate. Okay, I won't ever do that Don't again. say it. Don't. Because if you do, you sound like a tourist. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was, Robert. It was that, that wasn't yeah. a particularly good Aussie accent. Don't say... No, I can't do Australian accent. I could, I could. The only way I can get an Australian accent is, is, to, say, is to say, "Good day, mate. Good day, mate." There you go. Then it all of a sudden turns. What was that? You know that what? Like, that, no. Good day, mate. See, I can do that. Why is that? I'm not so going to say it again. Robert said something like, "If you say good day, mate, one more time, he's going to come and smash up your igloo." So whoa, he knows a, he he knows about us in Canada. <laughs> I didn't know it's everybody like knew. That we, here. we do all live in igloos. It's just like and that here. You know what? Robbie just installed the double-seater outhouse in the backyard last week. It's great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to Canada. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, one more. Here's, Here's one, one from one. Garth. I'll read hey, it really quickly. Hi, Robbie. I've been using Linux for a little while now and yes. love the free... In big letters, dumb. It gives you because <laughs> of that. My girlfriend is now interested in dual booting with MS. Wow. Uh, but she lives 80 miles away from me, and All solving right. simple problems over the phone is a pain. Yes. We're talking about computers, right? Uh, could you show me how to remote desktop so that I can possibly help with problems she has? We're talking about computers, right? Sorry, we're still outside of our Or maybe you've done a program on this. Amazing show. Just love it. I'll tell you what, Garth. Hope to send a card soon to you guys. We'd love to receive a card from you. Thank you, Garth. Uh, forgive my co-host here. He's fired. <laughs> Uh, okay, team viewer comes. You're not taking my salary away. <laughs> no, you can eat your salary. Salary. Right. <laughs> Teamviewer.com. All right, there you go. It's free to to use for you and your girlfriend. Okay. I know the music stopped, but there it is. Download it for free. It's compatible with your Linux machine. You can get it to go. It's going to be awesome, and it allows you to remote into her system, very much like log me in on Windows. Right. But this one works with Linux and Windows and Mac and all that kind of stuff. And it's a free download. Give it a go. Check it out. Teamviewer.com. That's the one I would recommend. Have you ever tried? Okay. Well, all there right. Are there we go. We're, we're literally out of time. But I, I know that's going to answer your, your, your troubles there, at least with regards to the computer issues. But I would love to see you get her set up on Linux. That would be fantastic. How are you going to install it for it? You're going to have to go visit a little bit of a distance. 80 miles. 80 miles. 80 kilometers, 80 miles. Where are you? Okay. All right. Good luck. 
Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, Sasha Dermatis is going to be here joining me in the studio uh, next week. We're looking. I saw Sasha in the grocery store the other day. She told me she's like, this guy's stalking me. <laughs> yes, I was indeed. like, I was at the grocery store and he was there. I was at the cafe. He was there. I was, you know, she's you were everywhere. And then I was pulling out of the parking lot at Doc Mullins where I'm playing Friday night, and she was she walking was with a, a friend. See? and uh, so she thinks you're stalking her. I am. Yeah. I understand. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. It's, it's true. <laughs> All I'm, right, folks. <laughs> Have a good night. We'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.